Mysterious-ish. Contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. about today uh we're gonna talk about hh holmes oh my god yeah like the hh holmes oh i don't think there's any other but i was gonna try and make like a lame joke but i couldn't think of one (laughs) sorry i put you on the spot (laughs) ah yes but we are going to talk about herman webster is it mudget mud (laughs) mudget bro i don't even know i don't even know either that's a fucking weird name, though. He was also known as Dr. Henry Howard Holmes. So that's much better, right? Henry Howard Holmes. Exactly. As the Brits would say, H.H. Holmes. <laughs> I fucking hate it. <laughs> I literally was watching some video today with uh, Matt Smith because he's playing Damon Targaryen in House of the Dragon. Sure is. And, uh, oh, fuck. Don't tell me about yesterday's episode. We haven't I'm watched. Not. I'm okay. not. I'm not. <laughs> I would never. I got too excited. uh, H. H. Holmes. I didn't even finish my tangent. No, you didn't. (laughs) I was watching a video with Matt Smith, and he literally said H. And I was like, what? What? Apparently apparently it is common for, like, British people say H instead of H. Huh. (laughs) Okay. So, H. H. Holmes. (laughs) He uh, was known for being an American con artist and a serial killer. Oh, yes! Holmes was born in Gilmanton, New Hampshire, May 16th, 1861. He's a Taurus. A Taurus. A Taurus. To Levi Horton, Mudgit, and... <laughs> I literally don't know how to say it, so... I don't either, but Mudgit sounds cool. It Mudgit. It looks like Mudgit. Mud, mud, mud get whatever who cares it just made me giggle <laughs> and theodate page price he had that a, was his mom's name say it again theodate page price the theodate he had an older sister ellen and an older brother arthur a younger brother henry and a younger sister mary levi was from a farming family sometimes he would work for a farm trader and a house painter Later attempts to fit Holmes into the pattern seen in modern serial killers have described him torturing animals and suffering from abuse at the hands of a violent father, but eyewitnesses saw his childhood could not provide proof either. On July 4th, 1878, Holmes married Clara Lovering. They had a son, Robert Lovering. What do we say we were going to say? Mudget? Dude, you say Mudget? however the hell you want. I don't know. I like Mudget. <laughs> I'm just going to giggle at it every time because it's such as... Even if it's Mudget, what the fuck? Mudge? Mudge. Bam. <laughs> we'll just call him Mudge. <laughs> fuck it. Who was born February 3rd, 1880 in London, New Hampshire. Robert later be- became a certified public accountant and served as city manager of Orlando, Florida. Damn, how did he go from New Hampshire to Florida? That's a good question. I mean, this man's was all over the fucking United States, so 
At the age of 18, Holmes enrolled in the University of Vermont, but left after one year due to being dissatisfied. In 1882, he then entered the University of Michigan's Department of Medicine and Surgery. He graduated in June 1884. Listen, it's not like they had online schooling. You can't just, like, log into class every fucking day and Zoom with your professor. It's like, he's actually going to these places. This Mm -hmm. boy's been New Hampshire, Vermont... Where was the London? New Hampshire. New Hampshire, Florida, Michigan, soon to be Illinois. Bro. He can't be stopped. Can you chill for a sec? Settle down. Have some babies. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. While he was enrolled, he worked in the anatomy lab under Professor William James Herdman, the chief anatomy instructor. The two were accused to have been facilitating grave robbing to supply medical cadavers. What are cadavers? So, medical cadavers, they're literally corpses. <laughs> but, so, like, <laughs> here's the history of medical cadavers because I just know way too much shit. Okay. Um, so, basically, back then, uh, they weren't getting, so, like, medical students weren't getting volunteers, human bodies to work on and, like, you practice on basically so people they were like these students would go and, and rob graves and like steal the corpses out of their graves so that they could work on them practice on them yeah it's real fucked up but that's not how it works anymore it you have to like actually like consent to donating your body to science right yeah <laughs> or to like medical <clears throat> students so that's not an issue anymore cool <laughs> <laughs> but yeah okay well, Holmes later started a apprenticeship in New Hampshire under Nahum. Nahum. Noom. N. White. N. White. I lied that. <laughs> Years later, when Holmes was suspected of murder and claimed to be nothing but an insurance fraudster, he admitted to using cadavers to defraud life insurance companies several times in college. Some housemates described Holmes as treating clara violently in 1884 before his graduation she moved back to new hampshire and later wrote she knew little of him afterwards after he moved to moore's forks new york another state (laughs) a rumor went around that holmes was seen with a little boy who later disappeared holmes claimed the boy went back to his home in massachusetts no investigation took place and holmes quickly left town classic he later traveled to philadelphia and got a job as a keeper at norristown state hospital but quit a few days later as a keeper yeah i don't know what that is have we entered the not what year is this uh we are in 1884 i think okay after his graduation as a keeper what the fuck is a keeper i have no idea might be like a maybe like a groundskeeper maybe or like a sort of like a security guard maybe Fuck, hmm. I don't know. Okay, a keeper at a hospital. He then took in a posi- Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, but he didn't like it, so he quit. <laughs> he then took a position at a drugstore in Philadelphia, but while he was working, a boy died after taking medicine that was purchased at the store. Yikes. Holmes denied any involvement with the child's death and immediately left the city. Mm. Right before he moved to Chicago, he changed his name to Henry Howard Holmes to avoid the possibility of being exposed by victims of his previous scams. But he didn't do it. 
He had nothing to do with it, Erica. Why would he need to change his name? Uh, just to be safe, I guess. I mean, <laughs> he was arrested, and in his confession, Holmes claimed that he killed his former medical school classmate, Robert Leacock, in 1886 for insurance money. But Robert died in, in Watford, Ontario, Canada on October 5th, 1889. In late 1886, while Holmes married Myrda Belknap. What are these names? It's the 1800s, Caitlin. <laughs> okay is it murder 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 oh, probably okay. while he was still married to clara yikes that but bitch. he has a different name and it's the 1800s so <laughs> nobody fucking cares well he soon filed for a divorce from clara a few weeks after marrying a murder alleging infidelity on her part oh <laughs> yeah okay okay mm. sir your allegations mm. the claims couldn't be proven and this the suit went nowhere some paperwork states that she was probably never informed of the suit, so the divorce was never finalized. Oh my god, so he's now <laughs> officially married to two women. Yes. I can't. <laughs> Holmes also had a daughter with Murda, Lucy Theodate Holmes. Oh my lord, that name again. Born At least Lucy's normal. Born July 4th, 1889 in hey, Chicago. Murka. Murka. <laughs> Lucy uh, became a public school teacher, and mm-hmm. Holmes lived with both Murda and Lucy in Wil- Wilmet, Wilmet, Illinois. Sure. And spent most of his time tending to business. January 17, 1894, Holmes married a Georgina Yoke in Denver, Colorado, while he was still married to Clara and Murda. What the fuck? And none of these women know about each other, right? Nah. <laughs> this guy i mean i already knew like fuck this guy but now like ultra fuck this guy ultra fuck this guy (laughs) so when holmes went to chicago in 1886 this was about the time he started using the name hh holmes Mm -hmm. he came across elizabeth s holton's drugstore at the northwest corner of south wallace avenue and west 63rd street in inglewood Elizabeth gave Holmes a job. He he proved to be a hardworking employee, and he eventually bought the store. So rumor has it that Elizabeth's husband was an old man, and they both just randomly and quickly vanished. People, okay. <clears throat> okay. People, Classic. People thought maybe Holmes killed them both, but Dr. Holton was a fellow Michigan alumnus. He was only a few years older than Holmes, and him and his wife continued to be in Inglewood through Holmes' life, along with Miss Katie Durkee. Okay. She was very much alive, but was rumored to have been a victim of Holmes. She was known as the uh, castle victim. The what? The castle victim. Oh, I thought you said, you, it sounded like you said egg castle. Yep. And I was like, there's an egg castle? Sure is. Wah. Wah. <laughs> In 1887, Holmes bought some empty lot across from the drugstore for a two-story mixed-used building. Apartments were on the second floor along with retail spaces and a new drugstore on the bottom. 1892, he added a third floor, telling investors and suppliers he intended to use it as a hotel during the upcoming World's Columbian Exposition, even though the hotel portion was never done. Factionalized accounts report that Holmes built the hotel to lure and tourists visiting the nearby World's Fair in order to murder them and sell their skeletons to medical schools. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just so crazy. There's just no like like easing into that. For I know. Me. It's just like here it is. It's just so 
so fucking dumb. He was an idiot. But they see the thing is, he was an idiot. But also, it took how long for his bitch ass to get caught? Like very true, sir. It was the 1800s. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> but there was no evidence that Holmes ever tried anything like that. A fact: none of his victims were likely strangers. Holmes did have a history of selling cadavers to medical schools. However, he acquired his wares through grave robbing rather than murder. Mm, or I'm so we sure. <laughs> Reports by the Yellow Press called the building Holmes Holmes's murder castle, saying the hotel had secret torture chambers, trap doors, gas chambers, and a basement crematorium. But none of these claims were true. Other accounts say that the hotel was made up over up over a hundred rooms and laid out like a maze, with doors opening into brick walls, windowless rooms, and dead end staircases. That kind of reminds me of like the Winchester house. Yes, yes, yeah, it is. They honestly give the same vibe. Mm-hmm. Like both were built by fucking psychopaths, <laughs> and both have absolutely no purpose. Exactly. So. In reality, the hotel was moderately sized and largely unremarkable and did have some hidden rooms, but those rooms were used for hiding furniture homes purchased on credit and did not intend to pay for. Yikes. <laughs> After some time, the hotel was caught on fire by unknown arsonists. That's a hard word to say. Yes, it is. Shortly after, Holmes was arrested, but it was largely rebuilt and used as a post office until 1938. Holmes also owned a factory, which he claimed was used for glass bending. It was unclear if the factory furnace was ever used for glass bending. It was speculated to have been used to destroy incriminating evidence of mm. Holmes's crimes. Mm-hmm. Mm. I just, I just got really into glass making all of a sudden, <laughs> and also glass making just requires the same amount of heat as it does to burn a body. <laughs> so. Period. One of Holmes's victims was his mistress, Julia Smythe. She was the wife of Ned Connor, who had moved into Holmes's building and began working at his pharmacy's jeweler's counter. After Ned found out about his wife's affair with Holmes, he quit his job and moved away, leaving his wife and their daughter Pearl behind. That's so sad. <laughs> Julia gained custody of Pearl and they stayed at the hotel and Julia continued her relationship with Holmes. Oh, I... December 24th, 1891, Julia and Pearl disappear. <laughs> she was like three years old. Sir, you killed a toddler. And later Holmes claimed that Julia passed away during an abortion. That is classic. Even <laughs> classic. Okay, I've said that like 20,000 times today, but that one actually is classic. That's like the story that they gave at um, Bobby Mackey's. Oh, they said that the girl that died there, that she died as the result of a botched abortion. And uh, then they decapitated her to hide the evidence. So it, it is pretty like standard to be like, oh, she died because of a botched abortion. I'm sure she fucking did, sir. <laughs> Though Holmes did claim to have poisoned Pearl, likely to hide the death of Julia, a partial skeleton that possibly was of a child around Pearl's age was found in... Holmes's cellar while excavating. Ned was a key witness at Holmes' trial in Chicago for that. Could you imagine being That's... being Ned going in there and being like, "Wow, yeah, no shit." Oh, I left my wife and child, and then they got murdered mm. by this fuck. Got dead. Who I left them with? 
Mm-hmm. Sir. May of 1892, a girl began working at Holmes's building by the name of Emmeline Sagrande. I'm, I'm gonna so go through proud of you. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. <laughs> don't come at us for these pronunciations. They're really weird <sighs> names. It was the 1890s. No one knows how to say anything. Yes. And she disappeared that December. Oh, my fucking God. Rumor Boy just like left and right people are disappearing around mm-hmm. him. And that's not suspicious at all. No, it's not. You know how people disappear around you? No. Oh, me either. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> hey, guys, uh, if I go missing, um, probably look into Erica. No, it was Macy. Macy? She, she doesn't have opposable thumbs. How's she going to make me disappear? Are you sure? Rumor had it that she had gotten pregnant by Holmes and she was another victim of a failed abortion oh that he tried to cover God. up. There was also another young girl who had worked for Holmes in the building by the name of Emily Van Tassel, who also vanished. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> While working in the chemical bank building on Dearborn Street, Holmes met Benjamin Pitzel. Sure. Pitzel. Sorry who he had become close friends with. Benjamin was a carpenter with a criminal past. Holmes used Benjamin as his right-hand man for several criminal schemes. Mm. Early 1893, and a one-time actress named Minnie Williams moved to Chicago. Holmes claimed he met her in an employment office, but there were rumors that he met her in Boston years before. He offered her a job at the hotel as his personal stenographer, and she accepted the job. Holmes persuaded Minnie to transfer the deed to her property in Fort Worth, Texas, to a man by the name of Alexander Bond, which <laughs> was, was him. Yes. <laughs> which was Holmes. <laughs> Imagine, just, okay, put yourself back into the 1800s, <laughs> you know, because we were there. Yeah. So put yourself back there. So... Just, there's no driver's licenses. No. Because there are no cars. No. <laughs> there's no, for, like, no passports. There's no any forms of identification at all. You can be whoever you want to be. Like, quite literally, if you don't want to be Erica anymore, you can become, like, Sally. Sally May. Sally, yeah, sure. You can be Sally May Smith. Whoever the fuck you want to be. Like, you don't have to, and you don't have to prove it. And, like... There's no, I just, it's wild. Those were wild times. Ah, uh, okay. So, uh, what was his name? Anth- or Alexander Bond? Yes. Alexander. Alexander Bond. <laughs> <laughs> April of 1893, Minnie transferred the deed with Holmes as the notary. Holmes later signed the deed over to Benjamin, giving him the alias Ben T. Lyman. Oh my god. The next month, Holmes and Minnie presented themselves as husband and wife, rented an apartment in Chicago's Lincoln Park. That's like, how many wives are we at now? Four? Yes, and some mistresses. Oh, and, oh, yeah. Minnie's sister, Annie, came to visit, and in July, she wrote to her aunt that she had planned to go to Europe with uh, brother Harry. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Minnie and Annie were not seen alive after July 5th, 1893. This man! Between the years of 1891 and 1895, Holmes was suspected of killing six other people who have vanished, but it was never proven. Dr. Ressler, who had an office in the castle, went missing in 1892. Kitty Kelly, another stenographer, 
for Holmes also went missing in 1892. Oh, my God. John G. Davis. That's one hell of a name. John G. Davis. Yikes. Of Greenville, Pennsylvania, went to visit the 1893 World's Fair and vanished. I just... Here's the thing. Yeah. If you know or suspect that this man's is going around disappearing people, why the fuck would you surround yourself with him? Like, no. No thanks. I don't even, like, check my door when someone knocks on it. Oh, my God, same. I just... get murdered. Okay. Henry Walker of Greensburg, Indiana, who went missing in November 1893, was alleged to have insured his life to Holmes for $20,000 and wrote to friends that he uh, was working for Holmes in Chicago. The fucking life insurance. Never, ever, ever, ever tell anyone who your beneficiary is for your fucking life insurance. Mm -hmm. Just don't. Milford Cole of Baltimore, Maryland, was alleged to have disappeared after receiving a telegram from Holmes to come to Chicago in July of 1894. Milford. I love that. Not gonna lie. I would love to get a dog and name him Milford. Okay, but like a little schnauzer with like the the mustache, you know? Oh, and then you just remember that. Milford! Stop! A little schnauzer. That's what I'm going to tell Luke to get you for your Christmas. But. Or your birthday. But. Or both. Or both. <laughs> I like that. You have two. <laughs> An otherwise unknown victim was a Lucy Burbank. Her bank book was found in the castle in 1895. July of 1894, Holmes was arrested and briefly jailed for the first time. The charge was for selling mortgages, goods in St. Louis. He was soon bailed out. While he was in there, Holmes struck up a conversation with a convicted outlaw named Marion Hedgepath. Hedgepath. <laughs> okay. Hedge. Okay. <laughs> we got Hedge and Mudge. <laughs> he, he was serving 25 years. Holmes had thought of a plan to swindle an insurance company out of 10000 by taking out a policy on himself and then faking his own death. Oh my fucking... This fucking guy... Holmes promised Marion a $500 commission in exchange for the name of a lawyer who could be trusted. Holmes was directed to a young attorney from St. Louis named Jephtha Howie. Jeez. Okay. These names are just beyond. I know. Howie thought Holmes' scheme was brilliant and agreed to play a part. Holmes planned to fake his own death but failed when the insurance company became suspicious and refused to pay. Dumbass. Holmes didn't press the issue but instead came up with a similar plan with Benjamin. Oh, poor Benji. (laughs) That poor guy. He's about to get thrown under the bus, potentially, Uh... literally. Benjamin agreed to fake his own death so that his wife could collect a $10,000 life insurance policy that she was to split with Holmes and Howie. The scheme was to take place in Philadelphia. Benjamin was supposed to set himself up as an inventor under the name B.F. Perry, and then he was to be killed and disfigured in a lab explosion. But instead... Oh, because no body. But instead, Holmes murdered Benjamin! His best friend! He's literally been there through with you through thick and thin, you fucking sack of shit. The audacity. Can I tell you something? I ain't. I never knew that. A lot of this shit I didn't know, so I was learning. And you should have been there to gasp 
that came out of my mouth when I read that. I was like, (gasps) Benji, no! Not him. What the fuck? But, uh, yeah, so he knocked him unconscious with chloroform and decided to set his body on fire. With the help of uh, benzene. In his confession, Holmes said Benjamin was still alive after he used the chloroform before he set him on fire. What the fuck? Though forensic evidence showed at Holmes's later trial, it showed chloroform was used after Benjamin's death. Bro, you know what they you- can find? They can fucking test that. Dumbass. Holmes collected the insurance payout on the basis of the genuine Benjamin corpse. Holmes soon went on to manipulate Benjamin's wife to allow him to take three of her five children, Alice, Nellie, and Whoa, Howard. Oh, wait. Hold up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, boy just killed his best friend sure and did. then took three of his five children. Yes. This man. The oldest and the baby stayed with the wife. That's so fucked up. So, him and the three kids traveled throughout the northern U.S. and into Canada. Simultaneously, he escorted Ben's wife along a parallel route, all while using various aliases and lying to her about Ben's death, saying he was hiding out in London. He was also lying to her about her three kids' missing whereabouts. Like, So, so this poor girl <clears throat> doesn't mm-hmm. know that her husband is actually dead. Correct. And willingly gave her children to this man who is supposed to be her husband's best friend. Correct. And now he won't tell her where her fucking children are. Correct. Fuck this guy. At this same time, Holmes would leave them and go stay at another location with his wife, who is completely unaware of the whole affair. I fucking (gasps) hate it here. Wow. Someone kill this man. Holmes later confessed to murdering Alice and Nellie by forcing them into Uh. a large trunk and locking them inside. Oh my god, that's horrible. He drilled a hole in the top of the trunk and put one end of the hose through the hole, attaching the other end to a gas line. (gasps) Oh my god! Holmes buried their nude bodies in the cellar of his rental house. What the fuck? What the fuck? (laughs) Sir, your crimes... Detective Frank Geyer was assigned to investigate Holmes and find the three missing children. Eventually, he found the decomposed bodies of two of the girls in the cellar. Mm. Frank wrote, The deeper we dug, the more horrible the odor became. And when we reached the depth of three feet, we discovered what appeared to be the bone of a forearm of a human being. Over this next little bit, uh, for because it goes in a little bit uh, more, Frank went to... Indianapolis, where Holmes rented a cottage, and he was reported to have visited a local pharmacy to purchase the drugs which he used to kill young Howard. That and, was one of Benji's kids. Mm-hmm. And the repair shop to sharpen the knives he used to chop up the body before he burned it. What the fuck? The boy's teeth and bits of bone were discovered in the in the Holmes chimney. So he tried to burn. He tried to burn the remains. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna put this out there. If you think that you're going to be able to burn a body? You're fucking wrong. Because it takes like 3,000 degree heat. You can't just like light a campfire and f- or a fire in your fireplace and burn a fucking body. It's not going to work. So maybe don't. I mean, maybe don't murder anybody and try to like hide the remains like that anyways. But also you're incorrect if you think that's how it's going to work. Right. 
Holmes' murder spree stopped when he was finally arrested in Boston on November 17, 1894, after being tracked there from Philadelphia by the private Pinkerton National Detective Agency. He was held out for a warrant for a horse theft in Texas because the authorities had become more suspicious at this point, and Holmes appeared to, uh, appeared to, like, he was gonna, like, flee the, uh, flee the country and the company of his third wife. So, like, him and his wife were gonna, whoo, they were gonna check out of the country. They were gonna go. Imagine being a serial killer and getting arrested for stealing a horse. Sir. Mm. July of 1895, after the discovery of Alice and Nellie's bodies, Chicago police and reporters began investigating Holmes' building, which people referred to as the castle. Though there were many claims, there was no evidence that was found that could have convicted Holmes in Chicago. October of 1895, Holmes was put on trial for the murder of Benjamin and was found guilty and sentenced to death. Good. By then, it was clear that he had also murdered the three children that belonged to Ben and his wife. Following his conviction, Holmes confessed to 27 murders in Chicago, Indianapolis, and Toronto. Holy fuck. Even though some people he confessed to murdering were still alive. Oh. Okay, so this guy's really just full of shit. <laughs> yeah. I feel like serial killers do that, though. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll, they'll be like, oh, you know, I killed 800 and... 34 people and then there's just no conceivable way for that to be possible right they actually killed like three three (laughs) which still three people is three people but it's not 800 you know right uh and he also had six attempted murders holmes was paid seven thousand five hundred dollars by the the hearst newspaper in exchange for his confession which was quickly found to be mostly nonsense jesus christ (laughs) May 17, 1896, Holmes was hanged at Moyamensing Prison for the murder of Benjamin Peitzel. Peitzel, sorry, Benji. Until the moment of his death, Holmes remained calm, showing very few signs of fear, anxiety, or depression. Despite this, he asked for his coffin to be contained in cement and buried 10 feet deep because he was concerned that grave robbers would steal his body and use it for dissection. Fucking ironic. (laughs) Holmes died slowly as his neck did not break during the hanging. (gasps) Oh, I mean. So he, (laughs) he was, they said that he was uh, hanging and twitching there for like 15 minutes. Yeah, because it's, it's much harder to die by like suffocation like asphyxiation than it is to just die when your neck snaps mm-hmm. so if the force isn't with you <laughs> the force of you falling isn't enough sorry i don't even like star wars <laughs> if the force of you falling isn't enough to snap your neck then yeah you're gonna dangle there for a while mm-hmm. and that's gonna be excruciating but everybody in the audience is gonna munch on some popcorn because it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> yes. His body was laid to rest in an unmarked grave at Holy Cross Cemetery in Yeadon, Pennsylvania. Cool. H.H. Holmes' last words as he was having the noose put around his neck, he said, Take your time, old man. Don't bungle it. The end. Well, time was taken because it took you 15 minutes to die. And here's the thing. <laughs> That wasn't even funny. <laughs> Sorry. That's my that's my uh, gallows humor coming out. 
Um, here's the thing. I, I lie in sort of a gray area when it comes to, like, the death penalty. You know what I mean? Same. Like, same. Because, like, Ted Bundy, yeah, that boy did it. So, like, his execution was, I don't want to say justifiable, but there's also so many people that we have executed that were unjustly executed. Look at Damien Eccles. We were going to fucking kill him. Well, we weren't. They were. They were going to fucking kill him, and he did not kill those three boys. Like, I don't know. I just think the death penalty, there is a a definite gray area. But H.H. Holmes definitely... uh, H.H. Holmes. Definitely earned his his place on Mm -hmm. that noose. So, oh, yeah. And in case you guys didn't know, if you've ever seen um, American Horror Story Hotel... The the hotel is is based on H. H. Holmes's uh murder castle. That's what it, I mean, that's what it's called. It's his murder castle. God, this guy is real fucked up. Mm-hmm. Real fucked up. I don't even think like I feel like when people talk about H. H. Holmes, they don't really talk about his other crimes. They mostly just talk about his murder castle and how like crazy it was in there. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know a lot of that <clears throat> i've only ever really heard of his um murder castle so that was fun I, yeah okay, i was well, sucked in as fun as you know a <laughs> yeah, murder story yeah. can be <laughs> sorry <clears throat> oh shit this this whole season's gonna have weird undertones of like oh i liked that story like i liked it but also i'm not uh, uh, psycho, so don't, you know, arrest me, but... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool, that was a good one, Erica. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Luke, because he's the one that gave me the idea, because I was like, I don't know who to do, and he's like, well, how about H.H. H. Holmes? And I was like, I didn't think of that. And then he started telling me his whole life story, and I was like, but I'm gonna do that. <laughs> he's an interesting dude. I mean, he's like, obviously fucking crazy and an asshole but i mean he did there's so much shit that he just got away he had like seven wives <laughs> like sir your your vows i um, can barely deal with one dude same <laughs> what the fuck oh okay well all right we will see you guys um next week bye go my forever Thank you for listening to Mysterious-ish. All episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory. Follow us on social media at Mysterious-ish-pod. If you have topic suggestions, questions, or stories to share, you can email us at mysteriousishpod at gmail.com or visit our website at mysteriousishpod.com. Make sure to come back next week for another discussion about the mysteries of the universe. <laughs>